When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Who are you when no one cares about rank anymore? No one cares about sniper school anymore. No one cares that you can free fall. They want to know who you are. And before you can tell them that, you have to know who you are. All right, everybody, welcome back to the TNQ Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Luttrell. Every week, it's my job to fire you up, to ignite the legend inside of you, and to push you to your greatness. Join me every week as I take you into my briefing room with some of the most hard-charging people on the planet. They're going to show you how to embrace the suck of life, teach you the values of working your ass off, and charge through whatever life throws at you. This is the Team Never Quit Podcast. Podcast. So buckle up, buttercup. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another great episode of the Team Never Quit podcast. As always, thank you guys for listening and watching, and please go hit that like and subscribe button wherever you get your show. So today, before we get to our very special guest, let's kick it off with our usual Patreon question of the day. So, if you were going to have a DJ name, what would you name yourself? Oh, I feel like this one has to have some thought into it, as opposed to just throw it out right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. DJ name. Yeah, or like a what's a good nickname that you have that you always kind of liked? I've never had a nickname <laughs> that would be considered a DJ name ever in my life. I'm the opposite of anything DJ. Right. So <laughs> that, that's how I that's how I feel about myself. So that resonates. That resonates. I'm like a uh, yeah. Chill. What do you got? You got anything? DJ Halty. Oh yeah. DJ Halty, Halty and the teams for so long. I can't even get rid of the nickname. So I just got I got to embrace it now. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a good one. That that actually flows and sounds like it would be a real DJ name. How about moving violations? Oh my gosh, yes. I have one for you. Tell me about it. DJ Marky Mark. No. <laughs> well, you know, actually, I probably could get away with that now. You could. That should be my handle. I we should have that on the door. Yeah, he needs to go on the door. I feel if anybody's, well, he's got others that could probably attach themselves to that label, but because he's he's done a couple of movies that the guys. But you are Marky Mark too. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what I was going with that. I was yeah. like, I feel like I could really pull it off with no complaints. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That's so funny. Okay, so the theme music, right when we talk about this, you need to start playing Good Vibrations, all right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And we need to, I probably need to put some posters of him up back in the day, right? The Calvin Klein and all Right, that. yeah, when he's flexing all the time. What's up? Looking jacked. I hadn't, see, when you get out away from the teams and the community, <laughs> you start to forget funny stuff like that. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, you got to get married and you got to you gotta act you right. Gotta act right. They don't get yeah. that kind of humor. Right, Yeah. Hunter, what's your DJ name since you probably do have a DJ oh, name? Oh, man. Here we go. Um, well, I, I'd i probably go with Jaybird. Why? Jaybird. Jaybird. Because Juno. Yeah. Um, and then you just got to throw a little 
animal at the end. And yeah, but you're a tiger. Yeah. But you can't do J Tiger. I, I don't I know. I think you just did. I guess. Well, it could be like J U N E A U, that like U Tiger. No, that didn't work. I don't know. <laughs> I'll think about that one. All right. Thank you both for this opportunity. Um, so yeah, I grew up on the central coast of California, on uh, a small town called Los Dosos. Grew up skateboarding, playing soccer, um, and kind of living in the streets a little bit. Uh, even though it was a small town, there wasn't a lot of trouble to get I into. I feel like it's a good place to live, though, up there. It is. It absolutely is. But as a kid who wants to get out and adventure, it's too small, it's too slow, oh, yeah, yeah. and you want to you wanna go out and see the world, or at least I did, right? So most people think California, they think L.A. Yes. Or San Diego or, or San Francisco. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. Never those in-betweens, which there's a lot of land in between all a of those cities. That most people don't realize that. Yep. And I mean, I learned that only when I, not even when I went into the military, but until I started, we started traveling. Yeah. Yep. Because it all, you, you think that all blends together. Like when you hear Orange County or you hear San Francisco, it's, it's like LA is not in San Francisco. I mean, I've heard people say that. They don't yeah. know. Yeah. And where you lived is probably one of the most beautiful places. It is still quiet. It is still little. It is still SLO, slow yeah. and easy going. It hasn't filled up yet. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully it hasn't filled up yet. Um, but yeah, I grew up, you know, waving the red, white, and blue, and it's a different, as you just said, it's very different than LA. It's very different than San Francisco. It's on the coast, like halfway in between it's smaller towns, um, hardworking blue collar folks. And so that's where I grew up and man, I wanted to get out and adventure. I was young, uh, and knew that if I was going to stay in that small town, there weren't a lot of options for me. And so couple of things happened. I had a couple of buddies who had already joined the Marine Corps. And I thought, these guys look like they're having a great time. They're seeing the world. They're doing fun stuff. I can do that. Anybody in the family in the military? I had an uncle that was in the military. He was uh, Army, like drove those M113s. Okay. Back okay. around like Desert, desert Storm. Is that Country. as far back as, as you checked? Because we did I haven't gone all the way back. I, oh, no, you, there's oh, more. Oh, you haven't yet? Yeah. I'm, yeah there's, hey, I know there's more though. Yeah. You can't believe it. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you got one in there, they just, when she checked our background and started pulling the, the ancestry up, yeah, that was a lot of fun, man. I feel like if you have the natural just urge and want to go into the military, it's mm. in your DNA. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't know it and you just go back and dig, you'll find that, that they're in there. Like for Marcus mm. and Morgan, they didn't really know a whole lot past, you know, grandparents. And I went on a deep dive on yeah. ancestry. yeah. And I was able to go back to the American Revolution and every single generation starting back then, they have someone who fought. Wow. A, a, like a direct, um, direct ancestor. Yeah. So uh, it was really, really cool to see that. Not in my family. We're like farmers, which totally mm. fits me. Like mm -hmm. that's my personality. So I, to me, it's like if you have that natural like fire in the gut kind of thing, yeah. then it's probably in your DNA. Yeah. Well, growing up in the 80s, guns weren't like pink and purple and right. like How great was colors. growing up in the 80s and 90s? Yeah. And so I was a kid running around with like tricolor camo on and realistic looking guns, playing guns with yeah. my friends yeah. in, in the, you know, the empty lots and in the tree lines and all of those things all the time. That's awesome. Yeah. What year did you enlist? So 1998. It was actually September 1998. Oh, yeah, bro. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't time that any better. I know. I it, came right? in right after you. 
Like I did the delayed entry program. I was March '98. Same. No kidding. Yeah. No kidding. That's yeah. that's amazing. So right. You, yeah. That, it was kind of the perfect place to be because we had already finished most of the training, and then we mm-hmm. were in, in kind of in the middle part, still young. Mm-hmm. Right on. So you, when you joined, where'd you go? So uh, go to boot camp in San Diego. Yeah. First experience with with all of that. Obviously loved it. Went to School of Infantry after that. Also on Camp Pendleton. So same kind of location. And then they sent me to North Carolina. That's what I was going to ask you next, man. Yeah. I was like, so did they even get you out of California? They did. They sent Immediately. You to- okay, yeah, as quick as they could. Yeah. June, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Right on. All right. How, how long were you there? About, about my first five and a half years in the Marine Corps. I was there as an infantryman in 2-8. Tell me about it. Yeah. It was great. It was exactly what I needed. Um, I was an idiot. Uh, I thought I was tougher than I actually was. And I got to learn about life, people from other cultures, because you really don't know nothing growing up in a small town. And then you're thrown into a platoon or a team with guys from New York, guys from the South, guys from Texas, and all the different places. Mm -hmm. And you you learn how to work it all out together and become a team. Oh, we suffer. And and how to suffer well sometimes. Sometimes not, but yeah. yeah, it was really good. I feel like we should write this down for the mm-hmm. youth, like when you're looking for the guys like us. Yeah. Because when we're young and we're still growing, you, you, you really don't, you know, you don't want to look at us, right? Because yeah. we're getting into the mischief and just cutting up and trying to get somewhere we don't even have any idea. It's, right. I, um, I think about that a lot now. Hmm. I was like, thank God they didn't throw us away. Seriously. And when you, when, as soon as I got into the military, I was boom. I mean, and it's like, it's over half the guys, you know, in the teams too, that were same thing. They kind of grew up in the streets. Same thing. They were getting in trouble. They, how the heck did you make it through high school? Right. But you're still a really smart dude. Extremely smart. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, when when they get out, they're the ones that become doctors and accountants Mm -hmm. or go run walls, all that. I mean, Mm -hmm. we, we got enough of us out now and you can just hearing what our guys get into is amazing to me. Yeah. Yep. So five, when, where'd you go 9-11? Did you, did you jump straight in? I was in Kosovo on patrol when, when that happened. Uh, we uh, were doing interdiction patrols on the Macedonian border. Yeah. Um, you know, and it was like our first real-world thing. We'd, you know, we were on a six-month deployment. It was toward the back end of it. Um, and so we kind of ran out of time, right? Because we were at the end of the six months. We were coming off the Mew, and the next Mew was already you know, spun up. They had gone through their entire workup, and they were coming out. So it just, we ended up steaming home, essentially. Uh, and so we, I did, we didn't go anywhere right away. Yeah. Did they release y'all or keep you locked down? They did release us. Oh. Yeah. But there was, there was a lot of, and so like I'm an, e, I'm an E5. Yeah, I was going to You're not getting person. a lot of information. Right, right. And there was all these murmurs of like, boys be ready. Yeah. Like, you know, be they ready. They were screaming that. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, mm-hmm. Because everyone wanted to go. Absolutely. Yeah. That was a crazy. That talk about a dynamic shift because it was the Vietnam guys were still around the guy or the storms mm-hmm. and the shields. It was and they had been trained by yep. the Nam guys. Yep. And then they were they had their war, which was a war never, but not like this one. Sure. I remember when we when that jumped up, boy, it was a free for all. Yeah. Well, when you were in Kosovo, you were still in infantry, or by that I was. point, yeah, I was I was still in the infantry. When did yep. you decide to move on to special forces? So skipping ahead a little bit, so we, um, it, it ties in, um, get back from that. And I turn around to the Kearsarge and I'm like, ha, I never got to get back on, you know, on you again. I flip it off. Right. A year later, I'm getting right back on the Kearsarge and it's steaming us to Kuwait. 
show up in Kuwait. We're all wondering, is this thing really going to happen? And sure enough, we go over go over the berm and we go into to Iraq during the invasion in 2003. Oh, wow. Um, and so... Yeah, yeah, we no kidding. Yeah, the Kuwait land in Kuwait. I, I saw the whole thing convoyed down. Yeah. stayed at the Kuwaiti Navy base. Man, before there was the apartments, and I think it's big now. It was just I have no idea. I haven't been, yeah, back, I haven't been since. back since. Yeah, but um, I remember being wide eyed there too. Yeah, brand new. Go ahead. Yeah, so we we get in this long conga line and just all the way up through the desert, the southern desert to Nazaria. Um, I remember that. And we uh. We pulled into Southern Nazaria and we got stuck kind of south of the city. And we we're basically trading artillery rounds back and forth. Their artillery Is this unit was there. Just during the sandstorm? It was, it was just before it. Okay. It was just before it. And um, we got held up. Another unit caught up to us and was able to push through because they were in tracks and we were in trucks. Oh. They pushed into the city and they got, they took, they took a rough one yeah. on it. Mm. But it would have been us in trucks. And it would have been way worse. Yeah. And it was like one of those moments where you're like, how does this stuff work out like this? Like, how do these oh, little oh, moments oh, yeah. work out like sure. this, right? And um, the first thing I remember pulling into Southern Nazaria was the first time I had seen American vehicles with bullet holes in them on fire. Mm. American military uniforms, blood on them. You know, helmets tipped over with, yeah. you know, and... And I, I did, and what it, that ended up being was Jessica Lynch's vehicles oh, check, yeah, and all right. of that. Oh yeah. my gosh! I remember when that went down too. Yep, that's crazy. So, a couple weeks later, it's been long enough. I don't remember the exact timeline now, but it was a couple weeks later. Or so, been in a couple gun, my first gun fights, um, and I was like, "Yes, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. This is the coolest stuff ever. Like, this is I'm I'm exercising every piece of training I've ever gotten." We're proofing these old TMs and FMs from Vietnam that, okay, it's time to update. Oh, we have hey, learned that's exactly some stuff. when that happened. Oh that is exactly when that happened. Yeah. We have learned some new stuff. That's right. Yep. And so I'm standing on a rooftop. I'm, I'm doing Firewatch, like legit Firewatch, right, for the first time. It's not just on a training thing. And um, I'm thinking, this is fantastic. This is, I'm going to do this as long as they'll let me. And I hear, now, looking back on it, I hear a C-130 pull into orbit mm. over a set of compounds like northwest of me. And I'm in, you know, the old, you know, monocles and I yeah. can't really make out a whole lot, but you can see kind of generally, all right, I've got this thing whizzing around. Okay, I've been here, you know, three weeks. I've seen some stuff, but I've never seen that before. And then I hear the thump of 47s and then little birds and then just, it just lights off, Right. And I basically watch, and I had to figure this out afterwards, the raid to get Lynch, uh, Jessica Lynch back. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I thought, I love my job, and I already told myself I'm doing this forever, but whatever that was, I've got to go do that. Right. I don't know who they are. I don't know what that was, but I've got to go do that. And that just set me on a very different path at that point. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's one of those moments where you're like, I don't know, for a girl, like looking at another girl and you're like, oh, what? Yeah, I can totally see that too. Just that, being what, enamored. Whatever that emotion is, yeah. it happens to both sides. Yeah, mm. being enamored with someone and just wanting it, to achieve it, that. It is. And mm. they look good doing it. Mm. That's the coolest part really. Like, that's, that's what got me. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, because it captures you. Yeah. You can't get away from it after that. Nope. 
No. So at that point, like, how do you find out what who that was or what they were doing, and how do you know how to actually transition yeah. into that? Great question. Yeah, it was a lot of work. So this is pre Google. This is pre mm. a lot of things. So figuring all of that out once I got back was really hard to do, honestly. Um, and you become very unpopular when you start saying things like, I think I want to do an inter-service transfer because you find out very quickly that you're not going to get there in the Marine Corps because MARSOC didn't exist it's hard. yet. Yeah. And so you start saying things like inter-service transfer because I want to go be a SEAL, be a Green Beret, or take one of these other paths. And you can imagine how You didn't an know E9 anything back then. No one knew that. anything about any no. special forces program. They kept that stuff undercover. I mean, they were just movies, right? Just I movies. Mean, some of the best movies ever in the 80s, but the they best. were just movies. The best recruiting poster movie that ever. Yeah. Yep. And so I, I started to figure it out. I got told no a whole lot. Um, and I started working and I, I'm still like continuing to work on my career. I got an opportunity to go be a school of infantry to go back and be an instructor, which I felt very passionate about because now I was giving back relevant. I'd been in the invasion. Yeah, yeah. I could give back. And I figured I could use that as time to figure out what was next for me. So I took those orders that put me back on the West Coast, which was great. Um, and I'm still on this path. So now because I'm on this path, I'm rucking more. I'm in the pool more because I'm really not a good swimmer. I've got to figure out fins. And the first time you figure out fins, you figure out how painful it is hmm. and all the hip flexor problems and ankles and all the things. And you got to work that stuff out, right? And just figure out how to suffer well. That's it. Right? Um, and so I started working on all that. And right when I get done with three years of being an instructor, Marsoc starts to stand up. And I'm just right time, right place. I'm not really good at much except for just being in the right time and the right place. <laughs> I mean, it just kind of works out. I feel like out. it's a thing, though. It There's just guys kinda, like that. It just works How out. How the hell? I don't know, man. I, don't I, know, just, I was standing in line standing for chow, line. and now here I am. Like I, I thought I, I was just getting chow. Was, yeah, um, it's amazing. So I, I showed up at Marsoc, and it is, it was, it was the early days, and in, in uh, really early 2007, um, I watched the guide on between you know uh, force recon get. I remember taking away, folded up, hearing about all that. And you guys doing that? The First Marine uh, Special Operations Battalion, First Marine Special Operations Battalion, get handed over, and um, and the other thing that happened in that formation was there was, I want to say like three silver stars, four bronze stars, and just all of these awards, and I thought, oh, I'm in a very different place now. Mm -hmm. This is this is a different group of people. Mm. And I need to I'm I'm here and I need to be here. We're probably somewhere up there. And so then the the real work begins, right? It's not getting getting on the team. That's not it. I think it is. That's yeah. why there's levels. Yeah. Cuz if you understood how high you I mean how how it had how it actually goes, mm -hmm. it's kind of demoralizing. Mm -hmm. Right? That's a good point. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is. Yeah. Because once you start taking that ass whipping in the beginning, mm -hmm. you know, uh, those those little rewards, like right. while you're in too, like just a t-shirt change of the color and the t-shirt was like, oh yeah, yeah. Right? Good point. Little yeah. rewards. Yeah. So what was training like for that since it was something- It sucked for them because it was brand new. <laughs> well, Go ahead, man. I can't wait to hear this because I remember when all this yeah. was going down. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It was brand new. So did they model I was pre-selection and it was literally just, okay, you- all of these guys were force recon. You are now operator. You're, you were already operators by our standard. You're some of the toughest, hardest dudes That's here what already. We always thought on our side too. Get after it. Um, and what they so the original model was they were trying to model it um, with trailer platoons because that worked. That was the model they were using before. So I got pulled over to be a, a trailer platoon sergeant. 
So I hadn't made it on to being an operator yet. I was there to be a trailer platoon sergeant. So I'd have machine gunners and mortarmen to lock down the X, let the operators go in, and we, you know, obviously take care of the cordon. Um, and they found out through the first probably two or three deployments from like Alpha Company and Bravo Company, and I was in Charlie, that that was not going to work. And so they changed the model, and they got rid of most of the non-reconnaissance folks. And I was just, again, right time, right place, and got lucky and was one of the few chosen who got, okay, you're going to get, if you fail anything, you're done. Right, yeah. And your school, you come back, okay, next school. Go to the training package. And as long as you didn't fail, you got to stay. And people were just disappearing in the middle of the night, you know, and they were just gone. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. So with it being a brand new, I mean, who's teaching y'all? Everything, yeah. Was that were you going to schools at the Navy or? So we were using all the same schools that you know, because those are all paid for and right. done with billet spaces and all those things. Yeah. So Army yeah, Jump School, okay. Navy Seer School, all the all the usual suspects. Yeah. Civilians have no idea about all this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How that works and how we get jammed up for schools mm -hmm. and if you're coming in, if you. Those are essentially contracts that are written yep. with time. And always and you've got to execute. Yep, you've got to execute those contracts now, whether you want them or not. Mm -hmm. And then you get to change them after a time period, and then you can write new contracts. So, yeah. when they were forming all of this, and you getting to be on this brand new team, what yeah. was the actual mission statement of Marsoc? At, like, because. With the SEALs, they're more recon mm -hmm. rescue with Army. They've got their own, you know, everybody mm -hmm. has their own thing. Mm -hmm. What was the Marines kind of mission statement? Don't screw it up. <laughs> that was literally it internally. Yeah. was like, we Dude, just you, made it. Y'all couldn't. We just made it on to the team. Brand new. Right. There's no way they could have screwed that right. up. Uh, you're the new guy. New guys, right? So even, As a command, you you're the new guy. You can't even plan for it. Yeah. Like, you don't even think about it. Yeah. Because if you do, that would drive you crazy. Mm-hmm. Be professional. In everyone everything was that you watching. Do. Everybody yeah. watched them when they because they were. And I don't, correct me if I'm wrong, but mm -hmm. the reason when when um, SOCOM spun up and y'all didn't get into it is mm -hmm. because the, the head general was like, "Hey, all Marines are special forces." And we're like, "Okay, Roger that. You guys got your own deal." And then when the, we kept going and get, kept going and getting more advanced, 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 mm -hmm. y'all just we just you had to show up. Yeah. Yeah. Is that correct? Literally. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. It was that simple. That's what we yeah. heard. That's what we heard. Yeah. Because the Marine Corps is different. It and is. I want to make that perfectly clear to every different. civilian that doesn't know this. Yeah. Like, there's Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Coast Guard, and then there's the Marine Corps. 
They're completely different than everybody else. Everyone knows that. Right, so when once a marine, always a marine. Always, I even know that. Dude, I mean, you can tell by yeah. the way they walk, the way they look, the way they carry themselves. It's a mentality. Like once they become one, you graduate out of marine. You're you're completely changed for the rest of your life. Can't yeah. get out of it. Yeah. Period. Yeah. All true. Uh, yep. That's an app. That's a fact. Yeah. Yeah. And so we had we had lots of green braids coming onto the compound. We had seals coming up from Coronado coming onto the compound, showing how to do certain things, helping us with different things. So we were like, okay. Let's take the best of both of those models and the Ranger model and what, what makes the most sense for us. Mm -hmm. And so I, I would say it was very entrepreneurial. I mean, we were figuring out what it means to be an operator while flying the airplane, while deploying, while going to schools and defining all of it while doing it. Hey, if you're asking why they just didn't copy us, I just, I just explained that. Mm -hmm. That's a Marine thing. Like yeah. they, had, they y'all were going through your growing pains. There was great debate internally, though. Should we just we the models right here? It's yeah, right yeah. down on the strand. Just copy it. It obviously works. It has a lineage and history at this point. It's right? proven. Yeah, just it's like proven. You guys, it's proven. Yeah, and then there was you know, well, the the Green Beret has a compelling model as well. The Rangers, the have Rangers a, yeah, have sure, a compelling absolutely. model as well. So I, I would say we're they because I'm I haven't been on the compound and I don't have all the badges and all the funny things anymore. Mm -hmm. That is probably just now getting solidified at this point. I would, I would, I would imagine. So oh yeah, now, blood on the ground already. Well, now and once that started, if someone, if an eighteen-year-old coming out of high school mm -hmm. wants to go into the Marine Special Forces, mm -hmm. if they were doing that with the SEAL teams, they would try to get a contract. Yep. Is that available, or do you have to go into the Corps first, a complete a certain amount of time, yeah. and then Great go question. in? Last I heard, um, and I'm helping a. Uh, uh, a, uh, a fellow E8 SEAL who I was going to go on deployment with. We didn't get to go on deployment together, but that's another story for another time. His son is right now a Marine infantryman, and he's put in that bare minimum amount of time. So you cannot get a contract off the street currently, best, best of my knowledge, uh, today as we're recording this. You have to put in a minimum amount of time. You've got to get to uh, E3, E4, and then you can start looking at taking assessment selection and going through the process. Mm. And then you have to do it. You have an expiration date on you as well. So you've got to thread this needle and get through that, that eye of the needle, mm -hmm. you know, before those two dates. And it, it seems to be somewhere between E4 and before E6. Hmm. Yeah. Dude, it, you know what that does? That creates a, con, a self-contract. Mm-hmm. A moral contract to yourself. Ooh, if you put it in paperwork, point. you know what I mean? Yeah. When they do that to us, because as you progress through these levels, there's a confidence that comes with it. Yeah. It's, that's what I call, you know, living in the void. Mm. Right? When you're, in, when you're in the void, there's that stuff you don't know about, but you learn about. It's kind of like when you lift weights, mm -hmm. you get strong, but then you get confident, mm. and there's a bunch of stuff that comes with it. As we progress through the ranks, it, it's, it's kind of an unspoken rule, and you can feel it. Mm. And when guys get through the programs, man, it's so... So motivating. When, yeah. you, when you see somebody get into a program, you're like, oh, dude, okay, I, I, I can do that. I mean, it is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah oh. absolutely. Yeah. So when you were brand new in this, you were one of the pioneers with this. Um, were y'all augmenting with the SEAL teams and with Green Berets, or were you doing your own mission sets? We were absolutely um, being fully integrated into SOCOM, and I got to be there during the mommy-daddy fights, of SOCOM saying, you're going to deploy here, and the Marine Corps saying, no, 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 we need you here, and getting getting to watch all of those things happen. Mm -hmm. So my team, uh, which is like SEAL platoon size, was on the boat, 
And SOCOM came up over the top of the Marine Corps and said, why are you on the boat? We told you to be in Afghanistan. Get all your stuff and all your people off the boat. You're going to do it here. We logistically planned the first part. You need to do the second part and get the entire team to Afghanistan. That was my first deployment. Oh, my gosh. It was, it was a mess. Yeah, it was an absolute mess. Oh, my gosh. We fell under an army soda, if I'm pretty sure, at the time. Uh, and we were they kind of didn't know what to do with, do with us. We showed up late, right? We have a... We have a oh yeah, big green machine. They all run the everything. Yeah, they, that's their. Yeah, we have all these different weird trucks and different things that they haven't had to deal with yet, right? We didn't have the kind of standard loadout of green berets or, or seals, so I think they kind of just told us go out to Delaram and disrupt. Yeah, disrupt the enemy, which is just a blanket statement to figure yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah. Just go be wild. In yeah. the beginning, we had kill boxes. Stay out of trouble. Yeah, stay out of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. that's where you work the kinks out. It is. I mean, because remember in the beginning, you show up with everything. Mm -hmm. And then you realize as you're going through it, it's like, okay, it's not that you don't need it. You just don't have to use it right now. Right. And that, the, everything, you can always tell a guy about how slender his gear, his loadout is, right? right. He's got those. <laughs> That's what, what I was just going to bring what up. What works. <laughs> oh, yeah. I really needed this. This pouch was so cool. It's so cool. It's so cool. <laughs> Click, buy. Yeah. It's going to go right there. Right there. It's going to look so Boom. good. I mean, look, look at my pouch. I can't even get to this one, but, you know, my buddy can, so it'll look cool from the back. Snags on the door when you go through. Get this pouch off me. Oh, my God. Yeah. So being part of that um, beginning phase, did you get to help pick out stuff? Like, actually declare what the gear would be and there was a i would say like the big muscle movements in terms of what we're wearing and what we're calling ourselves and like the big what we call internally the big blue arrows those are those are done those come from top down mm -hmm. but in terms of clearing a room in terms of how we do all the tactical level things it was there was a lot of bottom-up input uh and it was it was and there was some mid-level input of you know, we need to be called Raiders, this this other thing that you're trying to call us or these other names, like that's, we're missing the opportunity to have the lineage tied all the way back to the yeah, World War II brothers. Yeah, I was going to ask you what y'all did about that. Yeah. And I was also wondering what it was like now when you're when you're next to the flagpole. Because mm. right, when, when we're on regular Navy bases, they know we're the bastards. Right. You know, and so I imagine, because in the Corps, y'all are real strict about that. Yeah. Like the sideburns, the high, your yeah, uniforms. Yeah. None of that. Okay, that's what I thought. So y'all yeah, are still clean cut, <laughs> oh, yeah. like a Marine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I don't remember the exact quote, but it's essentially, uh, we are Marines and we happen to do special operations. Thank you. Okay. I, would, <laughs> yeah. I, I preach So go that. get a haircut. I preach that about y'all. Yeah. Like, and when those guys are in uniform and their haircut, even when they're out, I ran mm. across... A 96-year-old and a 101-year-old Marine, mm. two colonels. Mm -hmm. You could shave with the crease in that dude's pants. Yeah. It was so tight. Yeah. I mean, he was khakied yeah. up yeah. with his gold on. Yeah, the old breed. Dude. Yeah. Sharp. I, when I stepped out and looked, saw him, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I just felt like a badass when he was sitting next to me. Yeah. Those guys are great. Yeah. Yeah. So Still where does hair the, all freaking. Where does the name Raider come from? So originally, all the way back to World War II, um, you know, trying to press in the Pacific, press back on the Japanese who were literally just gobbling up um, island after island after island. Navy, Army, and Marine Corps were all trying to. We knew we needed commando units. I think were, was probably the term used back then, and everybody was trying to figure it out. I think jointly, we tried to figure it out for a while with the 
scouts and raiders. Yeah. And then everybody just like, nah, we're doing our own thing. Uh, and then that's oh, it got where big. it all it grew. to spring up. Yeah. Just think in the beginning, Marines started out scouts and raiders as a, when it was real, real small, because it is small. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then that's what their job was. They're the ones that took care of the problems. But it just kept, it was so cool, it kept getting bigger mm-hmm. and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you had to. Marcus and I had, uh, he died a few years ago, but we had a, a good friend. R.V. Bergen, mm. that was a Marine, yeah. um, died at like 98 eight or something like that. He was really old. Um, that kind of Marine that like still could wear, put his uniform it's on, like still, yeah, yeah. still I mean, wore his I buckle mean, and everything. Shirt tucked in. Yeah, we were able to go with him to the Battle of Peleliu, like oh, where wow. the... He, he, he was there oh, wow. for that. was. And Marcus carried him out of the boat. Cause, I mean, he's old. Carried him out of the boat and... Propped him up on the beach. Dude, we went out over the water and came back in. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking, it's on the other side of the earth. With the, and, I, and it yeah. was all grown up in and, and the jungle. And, yeah. But all the artillery and everything, it's frozen in time. The yeah. pillboxes are still there. Like Tank all treads, of the stuff. Tank Rifles leaning against, swords leaning against the trees and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, hey, well, man, was this like this? He goes, no, we had scorched it. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And he goes, he said I, I don't want to mess the numbers up, but I, I thought it was 275. It might have been 250. He's like 250... Uh, 250 Marines went in over on the knoll. 250 Marines came in right here, and 250 went in over there. And I'm screwing these numbers up, but it was something like Large none numbers. of them came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seven yeah. of us made it. Yeah. And something like 12 of them did. Right. It was on Orange Beach. And we won, by the way. And we won. Yeah. Yeah. And them, and that, dude, because what happened when they scored, they get they let the Marines get all the way in there. They were underground. Mm. Oh, they wow. And they were in tunnels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they had poisoned all the water. Mm. And all the water sources and killed everything, man. And then they and then they came up behind him and around it. And he would sit there and tell me these stories about the hand to hand combat. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, just you can. I don't care how well trained you are. If you don't have a, there's an attitude that goes with being a good fighter as well. And that is a marine has totally a certain different place. Yeah, it yeah. Start, takes you to a certain level. Yeah, and and y- y'all get that. Mm-hmm. And I saw it. It never was. He was 90 years old, man, and the sharpest thing on him was his freaking eyes, man. You know, yeah. you could tell. Yeah. And here's the cool part I love about the uh, World War II guys and the Korea guys is, is the, the way they built. Right? Spark it's, plugs. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Like us, we look like our action figures. <laughs> He-Man and just, just muscled out. You can't even touch your hands together. These guys <laughs> just muscle and bone. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That, that was it. it. And can you imagine, like, we were talking about, you know, pouches or whatever. Can you imagine doing all of that in, like, wool pants, leather yeah. boots, <laughs> right. and, One like, cotton shirt? How about all that? Our Bro. comfort level with our uniforms is something. But them guys was just, just that's a whole nother level, a whole of level hard, hard man. Just yeah. so hard. And somebody said this. I was at a buddy of mine's house today, before this, mm-hmm. and he was telling me his, his dad just passed mm-hmm. yesterday, and he was talking about. And he goes, my dad told me this the other day. He goes, you know, you come from a long line of winners, mm. champions, and warriors, because you wouldn't be here right now from True. everything we had to go through in the past. Yeah, everything to get here. So we don't, we're not a line of wimps. Mm-hmm. Everyone down here is strong. Mm-hmm. You just have to be told, you have to be reminded. Yeah. And those guys are a stern reminder of how badass you can get. Absolutely. Well, Marines have yeah. some of the coolest history um, for military history buffs. And being able to like go back in time still to this day, mm-hmm. like going to Peleliu, that is, it's a really cool thing. If anybody has the opportunity to fly across the earth... Um, lots of connections. Connect in Hawaii. Oh, connect yes. in Guam. Way down there. Yes. Um, Worth it, though. Yeah. But there are commercial flights down there, mm-hmm. and and it's real cheap once you get there. Mm. But it is... It was the best vacation we ever had. It is the coolest thing to be able wow. to see living history. And it's all, like, 
all the uh, memorials and everything are about Marines. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's really neat. So yeah, yeah I love that. Um, the fact, so nothing to take away from it, but the fact that we had to go all the way down there to fight to whip somebody's ass right. is unbelievable. Yeah. To find a little dot in the ocean. And they just didn't fly down there like we did. No. At all. No. I mean, it they probably had stuff. no O2. It took some time to get down there on those boats. <clears throat> Dude, you went and pissed off. They had to be pissed off by the yeah. time they were. That's probably why they made y'all ride on the boats. Yeah. <laughs> get you good and pissed off by the time you got in there. Yeah, you got to get that energy out. Oh. Yeah, you got to get that oh energy out. Oh, my gosh. Out. Well, that's yeah. cool that the the name Raiders came from that lineage yeah. because... So you're still carrying that thing, Yeah. Right? We are. Yeah, it was a fight to get it back. It was a fight to get a device. It was a fight to... Every, every step of it's been a fight, but but the best things in life come through struggle. And so I feel like it's just another, it was its own selection, right? Yeah. So it was worth it. So now that we're out, and I, I don't talk smack about the family, but then sometimes when you feel like, the, now that we're out, you see yeah. the, the rank kind of transfers over to like family member size. Sure. And like some of the stuff that, would, that we would argue over, like why is that a problem? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why in the hell is that a problem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did that exist? Yeah, why? Why, why was why, that even a even discussion? A discussion. I mean, yeah. it should have been, yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah. So what's the difference? This is a, a really stupid question, I know, for y'all, but someone like me and other listeners that don't mm. know military names, um, the difference between MARSOC and mm -hmm. MARSOF. Yeah, great question. MARSOF is just Marine Special Operations Forces uh -huh. to talk about the, the entire structure and MARSOC is Marine Special Operations Command. So it's the command inside of... Okay. Yeah. It's like so, SOCOM to SEAL teams. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Or Navy Special Warfare, right? Yeah. And Check. then each, yep. each team. Each team down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've always been... But I've never known anyone so that... did y'all stream... I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. That's, I'm just saying you're my first um, first Marine Special Forces. First Raider Forces. to ruin yes, the room. first Raider oh, to, to yes. enter here. So... Uh, you gotta leave something on the you wall. You gotta sign the wall. Okay. <laughs> We'll it's do. just tough to keep up with y'all because your fourth battalion, fifth marine division. This, I mean, yeah, it's a bunch of funny numbers. And it, when you get in, it's yeah. tough enough to learn the language, anyways. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the young ones, they, they don't they don't speak uh, multiple languages like we do. Mm -hmm. You actually had to send us to war to figure that out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it made sense when we were in there. But other than that, I don't know anybody who who crosses the streams like that. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. One of Marcus's best friends from college, they would train to go into the military together. Mm -hmm. And he went Marines mm -hmm. and Marcus went into the SEAL teams. And when Red Wing happened, mm -hmm. he saw the the brotherhood and the you know, just Same the camaraderie yeah. that and that was two thousand five, so it would have been before um y'all's time. But yep. um he was like, Nope. I want to be that. Like how you mm. said, like, I want to be one of those guys. Yeah. He was the same thing. And he did 
transfer over. He went through buds oh, wow. at however old, 20, around. 29 yeah, years still old. Still doing it. I think 29 or 28 hmm. when he went through. when he went through. Got his ass handed to him, oh, but he yeah. took it. Yeah. yeah. Because his body moment, kept giving up. Mm. His body wouldn't keep up. Yeah, he was good here. Good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. Was real good there. Yeah. But he, he made it through, and he's mm-hmm. still in the SEAL teams. That's cool. He's yeah. freaking and, Dude, he's as big as a... He's, so he's a unique individual. There's no one like Tommy. Yeah. But if he would have stayed in the Marines, I guarantee oh, yeah. you, he would have been with yes. you. Oh, he'd been with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He sounds like exist. it. That's why yeah. he went over. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you were right. You are right time, right place. There's, there's got to be a name. Literally. Yeah. Yeah, literally. Luck, man. Have y'all Lucky, named right? <laughs> yourselves as like the pioneer kind of group or team, whatever you call that? Mm-hmm. Like, have, do you have like a... A name for oh, yourselves, yeah, like plank, plank owners, owner. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, loosely, I, I could. I How could, many of there were you? Um, I don't know. Yeah, check. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I was so worried about not screwing up my job, mm-hmm. quite honestly, and keeping my place on the team. Yeah. I was, I was pretty narrowly focused sure, sure. right here. Yeah. I, you don't think about that either. Yeah, I mean, even when we talk about it, it's a mind. For whatever reason, the rank holds a mindset too. Because mm-hmm. the minute you try to out mindset your rank. Mm-hmm. The guy walks in with the more rank and is like, hey. Yeah. Settle down, <laughs> little fella. Settle down, fella. <laughs> I mean, that's the way it works. Yeah. Age and then that rank. And yeah. that, it's it's a powerful, It's that's one, the discipline in the military, mm-hmm. not only what we do on the ground, but that you learn just by sight, mm-hmm. like sight discipline. Mm-hmm. One of my buddies, his term is the eyes eat first. Mm. So when something walks in the door, especially with military guys, we're trained to see it. Mm-hmm. Like from a fighter with cauliflower ears or mm-hmm. big knuckles or, you know, the way he carries himself to... Mm-hmm. What's on your waistline? Period. Yep. That's just like that. <laughs> yeah. So how long How long for did you do before you transferred? So I did 10 years in the infantry and then I did 10 years at MARSOC. Wow. Yeah. That's a good run. Yeah. It was fantastic. So do Marines yeah. get out mostly at 20? Or do y'all do? Is there you got stragglers or staying? Like, I would say I would say it's like every other branch. Okay, you're gonna sure. you're gonna lose a bunch, kind of like midterm, right? At like the thirteen, like if they're gonna be an operator, they've they've got to do a minimum of like four years just to get the opportunity to go to selection, and then they're gonna do like another four, so they're gonna be like eight to thirteen years. So you got that cohort of guys getting yeah, out, yeah. and then you've got the other ones who are like twenty and then thirty two and all the others. Yeah, I don't think y'all should change that. Personally, what do you mean? The standards, how long you have to stay in before you can mm-hmm. get in. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a kind of a maturity thing. It, it really is. And I, 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 I know the SF tried yeah. it, the SF babies, because that was my time too. And yeah. I granted, I'm a, I came in on a contract. Yeah. You know, here's a piece of paper. I was like, there's nothing on it. No, they're like, don't worry, there will be. <laughs> like, I didn't have a choice. I mean, yeah. I had to make it. Yeah. And um, the instructors are great about pointing that out. They're mm-hmm. like, hey, you guys can go anywhere else, but here, we really don't want you. <laughs> and they would actually say, that, it's hey, wide open. Hey, someone. So-and-so, there's a phone call for you. It's that ship out there. They want you to get on. You know, crap like that, man. Yeah. Our yeah, guys are the fantastic. The USS Peleliu. That's it. Yeah. I'm messing with right. you. Our, 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 our family can mess with you, yeah, man. man. They're yeah. brilliant at it. Yeah. But then you realize if you're not getting messed with, that's a problem. Yeah. And yep. they solidified that with war yep. with us for 20 years. Yeah. 20 freaking years, man. Two yeah. of them. So when you got out, what, what was your idea? What were you going to do? I had no idea. I was gonna. Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. And when did that start? Did no you just idea. I planned on finishing out and then doing whatever? I, I was I was fully I was fully committed to twenty years, um, and I found a lovely lady at some point during all of that. And her and I had to make decision: Are we going to take these orders in North Carolina? I was pretty much guaranteed the next rank. 
um, and I was going to get a lot of opportunities. Um, but North Carolina and a few other things were a bit of a deal breaker for her and I, and it was just a great opportunity for me to get to step away at a high point. And I was starting to get to those sitting behind a desk a lot, and there weren't a lot of good days anymore. It was a lot of shuffling nonsense and having conversations like you said earlier. Why is this even a conversation, let alone a problem? So it was a good time to step away uh, at the 20-year mark. Um, And I had kind of, once her and I kind of started making those decisions, I started looking at my peers and the, the guys that I looked up to and I'm like, okay, now I need to focus. Instead of focusing on being the best breacher or sniper possible, I need to focus on what does transition look like? Mm. And so I started looking at those guys, the guys I respect and see how their transition's going and start asking the, hey, what are you doing? What's what's this foundation I've heard have about? That. What is there's this? Not a, is... There's not a formula for that. Yeah. We had to invent that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just looking to your peers, you're, you're making it up you know, as, as you go. And so I started really kind of at the 18 year mark. I knew I was, I was pretty much done. 20 was going to be it. And so I, I gave myself runway cause I knew that was important. Yeah. I at least got that part right. Um, and so then I just started doing the little things I could fit in of the little different, um, uh, foundations and the things that are on base and all of that stuff to just trying to start to figure it out. But I still had no clue, like none. Right. Cause how do you how do you go from the only thing that you know you spent yeah, at that point I had spent as much of my time my my literal life in the military as I had on the planet. Mm-hmm. So what do you do after that? Um, so there's a lot of great foundations out there, really now, good Americans now, now doing really good work, and I I am very thankful to to every single one I went through. And then I went through the Honor Foundation and I was completely blown away and learned very quickly. I still had no clue and I had a lot of work to do. What made you yeah. want want to go through the Honor Foundation? It was looking at my peers, the guys I respected. One of my commanders was one of the first ones that got to go through in San Diego uh, in one of the very first where they opened it up to, to Raiders. And he just said, look, it's hands down the best experience you're going to have. And so however you build your transition plan, in sh- like the min force for your mission of transition is going to be the Honor Foundation, period. If you have time for all the other stuff, great. But if you don't, your min force to make this infill, to make this transition is is the Honor Foundation. Yeah, so I went. That's how it works yeah. with us. Yeah. You can advertise all you want, man, yeah. and then guys will say some stuff, but then you'll see them. And then as soon as something catches with us, it's wildfire. Yeah, and especially when it's a guy you've, Gone down range with. Gone down range that, with. That's like a whole other level that's of like, oh, I'm going to do that. That that's, kind of tax at home. Yeah. When you see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you think, I mean, in your mind, because I'm just thinking someone that's had a career military since they were 18 years old, mm-hmm. when you get out, are you thinking, okay, I want to go work in an office or mm-hmm. I want to start my own business mm-hmm. or what was your mindset on that? Not a single guy I've met says I want to go work in an office. Yeah. They may say I want to go to JP Morgan Chase and make baller dollars. Yeah. Corner office. Yeah. American psycho out, you know, the, the all of it. Thing, the whole that. bit. Yeah. 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 And they're, of they're, course they do. They're working on it, right? You got to anticipate yeah. that from our guys. <laughs> For but, sure. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of, a lot of, I have no clues, a lot of guys who are still passionate about being good Americans and saying, why do we have a border problem? Mm-hmm. How can I get involved to solve that? Why do we have, um, you know, why do we have children at risk? How can I help solve that? Why are were there shootings in schools? How can I help solve that? Mm-hmm. So a, a, a lot of guys start to tend towards those things because it's a natural transition of their skill sets. It's a natural transition of 
who they already are wanting to to be good citizens of these United States. Um, and it's, it, I would say that's where they kind of tend towards. So yeah. does the Honor Foundation help with that? Mm, great question. It is fully designed for you to explore all of those opportunities and try on all those different hats, literally in a safe space. It's kind of like being on the square bay with yeah. your team and you're doing dry drills and all you want to do is go live in the house. Nope. You've got to, it's been a while. Yeah. You need to pull the weapon, drive from the holster. No one likes to, to do on, that. Get it on target. Yeah, but you got to go do. slow at first, yeah. get the reps, get the sets in. So essentially we try and do the exact same thing. It's a crawl, walk, run methodology. Let them explore JP Morgan Chase opportunities. Let them explore being at a tech company, whatever that looks like from entrepreneur, you know, brand new small startup companies to the behemoths like Google or Apple or whatever else. Cause we have operators in there now. We do everywhere. Yes. Yes. I, I was talking about since when my brother became a congressman, I was like, Hey, i I think that when you go into the Marine Corps, and then you get out of boot camp and you do four years, that's a degree. Mm. And then the Navy and the Air Force is six years. Coast mm -hmm. Guard is 10, right? You always pick yeah. on them. <laughs> <laughs> but you're exactly right. In the last, so at 16 years, mm -hmm. if you did your GI Bill, whatever, then you go to college. Mm -hmm. I mean, I want you in freaking board shorts, flip-flops, and a Hawaiian shirt unbuttoned in class mm -hmm. at almost 40 years old. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. If you don't have any other way to go, but we'll educate you, man. And then enough guys now... It's kind of like veteran our union. Mm -hmm. We don't have one, but we do. Right? Yeah. You understand? Very true. Very true. Very true. Yeah. So now that our guys are getting stabilized, because we would never invite our guys into something, maybe one of them, so we wouldn't suffer in silence. Sure. Suffer, we we need to suffer together. Buddy team it. That's yeah. absolutely right. Where's my swim buddy. Here we go. And then, but after these guys have stabilized everything, then the guys are coming in. Yeah. I can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah. Yeah. So when you say it's a crawl, walk, run, what yeah. are they doing? What is that process? So let me, let me back up just a little bit. So it's an executive style uh, education and it's three months long. We recognize they have a really busy day job being a SEAL, being a Green Beret, being a Marine Raider, being a uh, Air Force PJ CCT. And they, we bring them in in the evenings, two nights a week. So usually like a, a Tuesday, Thursday, because Monday sucks. So why do anything on Monday? Bring them in on a Tuesday or Thursday, that. right? Yeah. We open the doors on, on our physical campuses. We have eight of them. We open the doors around 4 p.m., 5 p.m., serve them dinner because they're coming straight from work and they haven't had time to eat anything good probably all day. They've just been dipping and eating jerky or something all day, right? That's so, supplements. That is, and supplements. And supplements. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. that's part of the supplement. And it's part of the supplement package. <laughs> right, right. The Copenhagen and the jerky is a real thing. Back it all down with some protein. That's it. Um, and so we, we feed them a good dinner. And during dinner... Breaking bread, what they won't know maybe at the beginning is they're breaking bread next to a CEO. They're, they're, there's a, a tech entrepreneur over here. There's someone from insurance over here. There's a lawyer over here. And they can just have these natural conversations. Mm -hmm. And so now they can start to, you know, what's it like being a lawyer? What, what's it like being in tech? And like, what is tech? So that's just a big umbrella term. That, there's a lot of space underneath that umbrella. And they get to have all these conversations. And then from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., we pull them into the classroom and we grind over material. And the big differentiator of who we are at the Honor Foundation and what we do is that the entire first phase has nothing to do with LinkedIn, resumes, or any of that. We make these dudes figure out who they are again. Who is Michael? Right. right? Who is Marcus? Who are you? 
when no one cares about rank anymore, no one cares about sniper school anymore, no one cares that you can free fall, they want to know who you are. And before you can tell them that, you have to know who you are. And you have to be able to articulate that well. You're not a used car salesman. You just have to be able to talk about yourself without saying F this and, you know, with a dip in and sunglasses on the head. Oh, it took me forever to get over that. All those things, right? Yeah. It took me forever to get over that. I yeah. feel like that would be really hard for the guys mm-hmm. to just be able to talk about themselves because mm-hmm. they're used to talking about their friends or talk yeah. somebody else up. But we not don't talk t- about ourselves. Yeah, you don't I was talking talk about, about the Copenhagen yeah. and the sunglasses. With well, that too. That too. It took me forever to get over that too. Um. Is that a struggle that you see? With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Absolutely, because they showed up to get their resume and, and get a network and then get going, right? Because we go to schools, we get through them as quickly as possible. We make them as short and quick as possible to get back into the fight. But the ones we have to go through like that, yeah, the earned ones, yeah, that's a different kind of respect. It is. It is. Like it's, and a, it's a qual. So, so a I mean, full when you, month. When you get out of there, guys know when they put those those long schools. Yeah. Like the three yeah. month ones. Yeah. Six months. They're a grind. They're a grind. Yeah. And so that's why when the guys get out of them and that we give them a tab or they get something that when yep. you recognize, you're like, oh, you put work in, which yep. is respect. Yeah. So when they go through, they're going into your building yep. for a full month. Yep. And yep. then what's the second? So three months, the whole first month is just about them. Oh, okay. Then figuring themselves out. So we use Simon Sinek's Start With Why. We use Gallup Strengths. We use Career Builder. When you start to layer those things on top of each other, they can't, they can't use acronyms anymore. And they can't start, they have, they have to start up, upping their vocabulary so phase that's all phase one oh that's all phase let's help you figure yourself out again right when when no one cares about the quals and the rank and all of those things who are you again Mm -hmm. and how do you talk about yourself so all of it's designed to help them really dig through the hard shit Mm -hmm. because none of that's easy and we we make them talk about feelings we make them talk about the stuff that actually scares them and say it out loud in front of a peer you know a group of their peers of 30 plus other dudes who are all going yeah, me too. Like this, this scares the shit out of me. I'd rather just go back on deployment. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to do, I don't want to deal with any of this. Right. But when you help them work through it together and you make them put in the work, the guys that really do it and just dive in, man, the difference on the other end. And then they go into phase two, which is also a full month. Then we start doing LinkedIn. Then we start doing resumes and think about how much different a resume or LinkedIn looks when you have a different way of talking about yourself. And not relying on scuba qual, free fall, like all of these things. You can say, I'm good at coordinating, and I know I'm good at coordinating, you know, logistics plans. Cause even though I didn't work in logistics, I moved men, equipment, and millions of dollars of material yeah. all over the globe synch- and synchronized it so everything arrived on time to get critical mission stuff. You know what that is? That's eval. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. It's like Because our leadership, they do that for us. We don't even mess with that. Oh and the only reason I know this is because I made enough rank to get to this part. Mm-hmm. 
And everything that you said, so if it says sniper on his header right there, and then everything that goes into being a sniper, somebody's lined that out already. But they shortened it to the word sniper. Mm-hmm. And, and, and people know what goes with that, but they don't know about the patience, the discipline, mm-hmm. the, the, the ability to capture something, an image in your mind. And I mean, there's so much that goes into that. Mm-hmm. Not only can I capture an image in my mind, I can tell you about it when I'm not even looking at you. And if you can understand, I can describe it a different way. Mm-hmm. And then we correlate distances to certain things. As most people can't pick up distance. It's right. Like, hey, that's 100 yards. You know how far that is? No. I was like, that's a football field. You know how far that is? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. And there's, this, there's those interims that we don't think about. Yeah. Yep. They do that for us. Yep. Yep. So we, we get them to dive into the mission planning specifically. Because that's, that's where the gold is. Because that absolutely every company needs someone to be able to do mission planning because that's all the beans, bullets, oh, and band-aids. Sure, yeah. It's all moving this stuff around and it's all the leadership stuff that we learned yeah. that we don't realize because we just do it and we've been around it all the time and we don't realize the value that we've been learning over all of that. Was it like time. some Miyagi training, right? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Got you doing, wax off, yeah, man. got you doing this, yeah. but this Why is am what... I doing this? <laughs> Why am I doing this? So many people don't get Marcus's... Uh, he does. Lo- yeah. I know, I know. Yeah, but yeah. I, that's why I said that, because and so every, many people yeah. are like, what is Miyagi training? And I'm like, Mr. <laughs> yeah. Miyagi, oh, something you need. They're out there. They <laughs> yes. hear me. Yeah. They know exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so we get them to figure themselves out, and we help them, right? We don't, we don't let them flounder there. Um, we, we help them, we provide, you know, we put rules in the road, right. To make sure that, um, things are going well. We also pair them with a coach. So they've, they've got to check in with a civilian coach once a week, mm-hmm. who's a business professional that have been vetted through our system to make sure that they're good humans, good Americans and all those things. And then they can give them a civilian, like no bullshit. Like, I don't know what you're telling me right now. Yeah. I don't care what a sniper is. Explain it to me. Like, I don't know because you're going to have to do that at company X. Or if you're going to start your own company, you've got to explain the value of it. So it helps them all the way through that. Figure themselves out. Now you can get it all essentially on paper and get it in LinkedIn. Now you can start to broadcast your message, who you are, who you're trying to become. And then in phase three, another essentially full month, we expose them to opportunity. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. And so if you know who you are, and you have the ability to kind of get in and through a hiring funnel, 
and we expose you to opportunity, now you can really start to try on all these different hats. We're getting ready to do this right now with the current cohorts. All eight are going to go to uh, Dallas, Charlotte. Um, I'm going to be going up to um, Seattle with the JBLM campus, and we'll see about three companies a day. They invite us in. And we spend about an hour, hour and a half with them. Some of them, like the first one we'll do breakfast with, the middle one we'll do lunch with. And we usually end it with like a cocktail networking thing at the end. And now they get to see the inside of all these different companies. And we're not going to just little companies that you've never heard of. We go to Google's, we go to SpaceX's, we go to Ford Motor Companies and, and Cargill's and all kinds of stuff that they've heard of, mm-hmm. lots of things they haven't heard of. So they can start to go. That's the big thing. What you haven't heard of. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds interesting. Like I, th- I think these are my people. I could see myself working in this environment, and then it really starts to ramp up, especially for like I said, the guys that really dig in and just go all in on it. Yeah. Oh, your purpose shows up. It does. And that was the biggest thing I couldn't capture when I got out. Yeah. The what, what you're talking about the hook when we get when and I saw that mm-hmm. I, I everything my mind my body and my spirit lined up and I was mm-hmm. like that's what I'm supposed to do yep yep and then when when they transfer us out it's like a holding you think it's not but it is like there is the hey let me just relax for a second mm-hmm. I've heard someone say it's like when we went to the military it's like walking into the gym and then yeah. we had all 20 years in there mm-hmm. working out mm. so when you come out of there man you're gonna be sore. Mm. mind body and spirit for mm-hmm. a few years yep absolutely not four days absolutely I'm about four, like four or five years yeah and if you don't have somebody telling you that mm-hmm. i mean guys wreck yeah hey if you're if you're getting ready to transition for anybody listening if you're getting ready to transition you cannot do it overnight and it's not gonna it's not gonna happen just because you've got a job hey, you didn't get in there overnight and actually the, the job actually it has less to do with it than you actually think the reality is you're gonna have to struggle with who you are who your community is, how to make sense of the world, purpose and meaning in life for a while. So do you think it's better for guys to... <laughs> no, that's, that's your mind. That needs to, like, that's a, a, a brilliant statement. It's just the truth. Yeah, that's yeah. a fact. I've gotten, I've gotten yeah, yeah. to do this now for five years. Yeah. I've had to do it myself. <laughs> and I'm just now getting to the point where I'm fully comfortable right? yeah. as Michael. Yeah. Right? Not Master Sergeant whoever, mm-hmm. not my nickname Halty, but really just me. So it, it takes time. But knowing that, do you think it's better for someone to wait when they get out to go mm. to the Honor Foundation and have some time oh, to like yeah. to really figure out where they want to be and yeah. all that kind of stuff? What, or do we, you- what we absolutely advocate for, because we recognize the reality of most of the guys coming out of special operations have some pretty significant financial responsibilities, mortgages, kids, that Raptor they bought with a bonus. They're still paying for it somehow because they also bought a bunch of guns. Boom. Um, Jet skis. So they, they need a job, right? So what we advocate for, the best time to get a job is when you have a job. So come to the Honor Foundation about 18 months before you're getting out. Mm. And if you're, if you're before that, right, you, med boards happen, all kinds of weird things happen, a deployment pops up, and like, like we get it. But 18 months is kind of a sweet spot. Come through the Honor Foundation. And now you have a skill set for making better decisions about what's next for you and your family going into this next phase of your life. So most of them are coming through with families. Mm -hmm. So we advocate for that. And then if you can fit anything else in, do it, do all of it. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like going to 31 flavors and getting one ice cream. Like a lot of them all. 
like Morgan and I, a lot of the SEALs that we know, especially the officers, have mm. gone after, like right after to that Harvard mm-hmm. um, program mm-hmm. uh, that they have. Do you think it's better to do something like that and then go to Honor Foundation? Mm. Or do you do you help them get into a school? Great question. So ultimately, we want to see them 18 months. And then by the time they get done with three months of us, they've got 15 months left. And the decision-making skills we're giving them helps them adapt to whatever they want to do next. They're going to have a better ability to decide whether or not they even want to go to Harvard mm. or if they want to be an entrepreneur or if they if they have no clue at all, it starts to help make sense of it so that they can start going in some sort of direction yeah. and not start floundering. Yeah, completely. the mindset. You got to shift the mindset. Yep. That, that's what that is. Once you get transitioned in, you, you're, even if you're trying to look at something else, you're still thinking about it in that way. Mm-hmm. So that's the, the biggest part about having someone over you that's been through it. So, hey, look, I, because we speak this language. Yeah. Yeah. You can just sit there and tell somebody over and over again, but then some, for whatever reason, someone will walk in and he'll say it to someone. He's like, oh, why, why don't you leave it at? Yeah. <laughs> why don't you just start with that, man? Yeah. We've been here for an hour. Yeah. So, do you about? have like a, a big, I mean, the military is big on graduations yeah. and um, tradition and all that kind absolutely. of stuff. Are, do y'all have a big graduation? Those things are important. Yeah, absolutely. We, we absolutely do. Um, we, we, it starts hard, just like all the good things do. It, it gets easier towards the middle as you start to level up, like you were saying earlier. And at the end, you've earned something and that should be meaningful you to know you. It. Yeah. And so we're getting, we'll, we'll graduate all eight campuses here. Um, man, we're, we're getting really close. We're only like probably a month or less away um, from all of them graduating. And we have board members show up. We have CEOs show up. We have really good speakers come give a commencement speech. Love to have somebody in particular come and show up if he's got time. <laughs> he's got a busy calendar. I get it. Um, and, and deliver some words of meaning and then Come walk across stage, get it, get a firm handshake that you earned something and a plaque that means something to you. Oh, that's cool. That's how yeah. you know. Yeah. It's, it's not the plaque. I mean, it is. Mm-hmm. That's so you can walk away with something. But ultimately what it is is someone sitting across from you mm-hmm. and acknowledging the fact that you did something. And that it's hard work. It's hard work. That, that's, in the military, it's a big thing. Yeah. Like those little pins and everything, they don't, yeah, they don't mean anything. But what that signifies, that human is, mm-hmm. is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't care what branch you're in. There's some of those insignias we recognize immediately. Yeah. So yep. uh, one time when I went to go visit Haley in San Diego, I yeah. got to go to y'all's office. Yes. And nobody was yes. there. But um, yep. she showed me around and it is awesome. Thank you. It's really cool. Yep. It looks like a modern team room, it really. Like it should, right? I yeah. mean, it's a privilege to work there. It's it really, really, really cool. Yeah. Y'all have created a really awesome space. Um, Thank you. Is are all of your campuses like that? That is that is our flagship. Okay. Um, that is the headquarters campus. Uh, it was the very first. Um, it's the only piece of property we own. Um, we, we're subleases, um, but we're there for we're going to be there for as long as possible. All the other, so we are a nonprofit, so we're kind of beg borrowing and stealing when we have to. No, we don't steal. Um, but we we have made some really good relationships with some of our uh, corporate partners. So some of the amazing companies who have partnered with us let us come in and use their training spaces. So we have some beautiful spaces um, from like Encino and a couple of other uh, big partners. And then we've also um, partnered with some community colleges. 
Um, so like the Tacoma oh, campus idea. is brand new yeah, and we're still idea. trying to build support there. So we're, we're actually in a, a community college there and like Virginia beach and a couple other places. That's cool. Yeah. So where are your campuses? You said you have eight. Yep. So San Diego was first. Uh, then we went to Virginia beach. Then we went down. Um, so that was taking care of East coast, West coast seal teams and SWIC teams. Make sure though they were covered first. The whole design of the program was to always get to all um, special operators. And the reason that happened that way is because none of this would happen without Navy SEAL Foundation. They've done a tremendous job in being a founding partner for us. Um, and after that, uh, Marine Rainer Foundation, we, we got a really good relationship with them um, that allowed us to open in um, Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. And now all Marines have moved there. All, all MARSOC Marines have moved there so that that kind of just that's seals the now? deal there. Yeah. yeah that's so that's like the, the one campus. There's a lawsuit going on for Camp Lejeune. I get these texts oh, man. all oh, the, the, water? the, the water. The water thing, yeah, yeah. Like, were you pregnant at Camp Lejeune? I've never oh, been to Camp Lejeune. Right. Yeah. yeah That's why everywhere. you are the way you are? Yeah. <laughs> I n- I've literally never been there, and I get a text a day almost yeah. on Camp Lejeune. That's so funny. So yeah. Camp Lejeune, what Yeah, else? and then we opened a virtual campus because we recognized we couldn't get everywhere right away. You've got guys you know, on recruiting duty and all these weird different spots. So how do we kind of, and you got guys all the way in Hawaii and then all the way out in Europe with 10th group. So how do you kind of service everybody? We went online in 2019, which was fortuitous. Yeah. Like talk about luck and timing yeah, yet again. Seriously. Um, and then in 2020, we just pivoted all four campuses online and we already had a proof of concept. We had what campus is already doing it. So it was just, all right, turn the lights on for everybody and let's go. So we actually served more people in 2020 than we did in 2019 because sure. we, we just knew how to do it. Yeah. How about that? 21 lockdown. Yeah. 2020, yeah. That was crazy. Um, so how many successes do you have out of between the people that come show up day one yeah. in a class? How many are actually graduating? We are just over 2,200 alumni uh, and growing rapidly. Uh, we have about 300 uh, in cohort right now. So we'll graduate them and add them to the alumni pool. Um, of that, the high water, the high water mark that we hold for ourselves internally is, um, being fulfilled and being fulfilled is a couple different things. I'll explain that in a minute. Being fulfilled before you hit 90 days end of service and being fulfilled can be whatever that person decides they want to do next, not what they have to do, mm-hmm. but deciding really what they want to do next for the next opportunity. So that could be going to school, that could be getting a job in corporate, that could be being an entrepreneur, that could that might even be a guy going, you know what? I have not taken a knee in 20 years. It's time for me to take a knee. And I have financial runway and I'm I'm going to take a sabbatical. And so we have we have guys that do that and then anything else you can think of. Guys are doing it cuz we open them up to the opportunities and give them the tools to be able to go do it. Yeah. At no time do we tell them what to do. We empower them to go do what they want to do. So what are y'all's needs? Time, talent, treasure. Um, that is that is the need of, of every nonprofit, right? So if you can donate some of your time, uh, if you're a professional uh, and you've been doing something, you know, in, regardless of, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, if you've been doing it uh, for quite a while and you're good at it and you're an American who cares and want to help uh, veterans, we would love to get some of your time. Uh, we have coaching opportunities. You can you can be a mentor. Um, we do. Um, we have uh, opportunities to come speak just about what it is to be, yeah. you know, in tech or or whatever else. We're looking for talent. Uh, talent's a little bit bigger of an ask. 
Uh, we'd like you to, you know, coaching is a little bit of a commitment. You're going to one-to-one pair with a transitioning operator and we're going to ask you for one hour a week to make yourself available. So the two of you can have uh, a one hour conversation about how are things going? How, how much does phase one suck? Cause they made you talk about your feelings. Yeah. How's it going and work through all of those things. Um, and then if you have treasure, we, we would really appreciate the treasure because none of this is, you do not do nonprofit work well at a high, uh, at a high level without money. Could you, do you ever see yourself turning into a for-profit and partnering no. with like Google and different places to actually sponsor y'all like where a certain amount of your graduates go there or whatever? I don't know. Somehow yeah. turning it from nonprofit to for-profit. In the foreseeable future, I, I would say absolutely not. Um, I think we can achieve everything that we need to through nonprofit means. And look, nonprofit, you know, a 501c3 is what we're designated as, is a IRS tax filing that simply states, as long as someone else is not inuring themselves, you know, that you're not, we're not paying board members and someone's not earning shares, you can make money in nonprofit. It's what you do with the money you make that really matters. If you're driving it right back into the company to then continue to help the transitioning individual, that's doing the right thing. It's just yeah, so hard cool. to raise too, money. That thing grows. Yeah, yeah. We've been in the nonprofit world, and it is so hard to raise money. It is. Like yeah. constantly hitting the ground. Yeah. If you catch the niche. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, because if people are looking to, they're because that'll always be there. Yeah. What they want to put it into is a little different. Sure. So yep. if there's something that produces, we talked about this earlier. Like if you know that works. Yeah. People will just okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not not kind of works. That yeah. sucker works. Yep. So it's why I'm in Houston today. I mean, uh, that's why I came to Texas. It's uh, we're we're here hitting the pavement with the team, um, raising dollars. And thank you, Houston. You you you're good Americans. Uh, Who we are raised the some sponsors? good money. Do you want to plug any of the Houston um, sponsors? You know, off the top of my head, um, I I just got to thank Mr. Malcolm Stewart. Yes, he's um, awesome. Malcolm Stewart is the chairman of the board for you know the the everything that happens in Houston. Um, bringing in his personal network and the amount of work that he, great work that he has done for us, bringing in other great Americans has been tremendous, and I, I can't thank him enough. Malcolm Stewart is uh, Camden. Yes, and yep. uh, we have known him since wow. 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, he got involved in one of our golf tournaments, and he is the nicest guy. Mm-hmm. Can't say enough That's nice good. things about him. him yeah yes. yeah great guy and then greg vogel uh he was the mc last night tremendous just great american mm-hmm. um general scott miller was there and was the keynote speaker and it was just yeah yeah we're, we're very we're very fortunate and and um blessed to have great americans like that i have to say someone because cotton was there last night in mm-hmm. attendance and cotton in Houston, they do so much for the city mm. and they never ever advertise the name. They, They're mm, never they've looking... done so much for my family. I mean, you can't even believe it. Oh yeah. They the guy ne- who started the, those guys. Yeah. yeah. They never look for a pat on the back or anything, mm. but they do so much. It was actually Hunter's first job out of college. Oh wow. Was with cotton and, um, people. They don't even sponsor us, man. I plug them. I know they do not sponsor us at <laughs> yeah. all, but yeah. they are just good people. If you're 
building catches on fire or floods freaking call cotton industries. I mean, they are awesome. The best. I got wow. to see all of them last night. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, good. They, yeah. You I can't hang a- out with them anymore. Too much fun, dude. I, I, I'm, I'm married and gay. <laughs> I grew up with them, man. They're great. Yeah. They do like to have fun. They do like to have, they're a good time. We um, unfortunately couldn't make it last night. I really wanted to to see my family, but um, you had a great group of people yes. supporting y'all. Yes. So uh, we're very grateful for that and grateful for all those people who donated and will continue to donate to the Honor Foundation. Yes. Do you want more big businesses like the Texans or you know, different NFL teams? Absolutely. Because um, look, as the guys are making decisions, they're in, you know, Usually the, the question I get asked is, well, where do the guys end up? You know, where, where, what, are the, what are the industries they kind of hone in on? And we kind of identified it earlier in the conversation. I mean, we've got one at Apple. We've got two at SpaceX. We've got dozens creating their own companies. We've got silent professionals creating podcasts yeah, different, right? and doing it really well yeah. because they're talking about being men of character yeah. mm-hmm. and they're putting out a positive message. Yeah. Um, and so they're, they're doing, and they're going to Yale and Harvard mm-hmm. and really the, the schools are taking a step back going, why aren't we recruiting more of mm-hmm. these students? I couldn't understand with the companies either. Cause if you mm-hmm. had any idea what just a veteran was, mm-hmm. it's a highly trained asset that not only that you can train mm-hmm. and it learns and knows how to learn and it's mm-hmm. disciplined. You automatically know that. That's where you should recruit yeah. from first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's almost, it's another university in itself. Yep. Especially if you get some more fighters. Yep. Yep. And they're culture carriers. Like if you're in a company right now yeah, and you're having a part. hard time <laughs> fixing the culture of your yeah. company, bring in put some Put one special, of them suckers in there. Put a special operations veteran in there, get some veterans in there and watch the culture change. All you have to do is be willing to look at a resume you don't understand and take a chance. You're doing that anyway with the resumes you think you understand. Mm-hmm. So take a chance on a veteran and watch what happens. Sure. Do you want to become a millionaire? Put a group of them suckers that know each other together. That's it. That, that have worked together. That's it. And we know it works. And challenge them. Like, dare them. And we like, know it works. I don't think you can do, get that, just and get out of their way. Yeah. And we know it works. Look what happened at the end of World War II. Look, they're, they're called the greatest generation, and all of us agree. Why? They went they went to war and they defeated pure evil and liberated millions of people from oppression. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know what? We always stop right there. That mm-hmm. was only half the story. Yeah. They, they came home work. and they got to work. Mm-hmm. They created some companies that are still around, by the way, mm-hmm. who have been helping other American families for decades mm-hmm. for coming up on a century here shortly. Yeah. And so we know this works. Yeah. We're losing That's them awesome. guys too. We are. Yeah. The last easy company guy just died. Yeah, I heard that. I know everybody felt that one, man. Yeah. Well, I think what y'all are doing is great. Do you, one more question. I know we've gone long on this, but um, what about the companies that do have interest, Mm -hmm. but they don't know how to communicate or how to translate Mm -hmm. um, the guys? Do you have training for the HR yeah, on how to like yeah. hire guys. Absolutely. How to work your service dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So I would say if, if you're a business professional out there right now and you're hearing this and you're wondering, okay, well, how do I get involved? Go to honor.org, literally H O N O R.org, honor.org. There's, there's several spaces where all you got to do is put in your, your email address and we'll contact you right away. And we'll be more than happy to talk you through one, it costs you nothing. We do it completely for free, mm-hmm. 100% for free. 
if you're trying to figure out how to stand up your veteran ERG or you're trying to get the first veterans into your company, we are happy to talk you through how to do all of that. And if you're looking for a ready-made talent pool that graduated graduates somewhere between 600 people a year who are ready to go to work immediately, we want to be the talent pool for you. And it's completely free of charge. Test tested too. Tested. You're talking about like a road tested model. That's, Absolutely. That's not you just buy off the lot and be like, I just got this and out of college and see what I can I think yeah. I can do. And I, we, hey, not only is it brand new and re, not refurb, but it's just like it's been, it's not that we, we run a different process. Yeah. I was like, I always look at the military and everything, the wars and everything is that was just hammering. It was with de defining and molding you into what you are. Yep. And then this part tells you about it. Mm hmm. And then go do whatever it is you're supposed to do. Yep. I mean, God's got you, man. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming all the way out here after a big Absolutely. event last night. Yeah. And I hope it was successful. It was very successful. Thank you, Houston. Good. Yes. Yay. Our people are great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we appreciate you coming down. And thank you guys for listening in. We will see you guys next week. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.